I'm sitting here in the theatre upstairs above Lanigan's Pub on the Keys with the artistic director of the theatre, Carl Shields. Can you tell me a bit about the origins of the theatre and how it became to be above this pub? Sure. Uh, well, we first started uh, with theatre upstairs. Uh, we started above the Plough on Abbey Street, which was a very theatrical, famous theatrical watering hole for the Abbey players uh, back in the day. And uh, the company, the same people, the same family, the Blount family, who are now who have now got the Clifton Court Hotel, which is adjoined to the Clifton Court Bar and the Lanigans Bar. Uh, they had a lease on the plough, so I got talking to Connor Blount, a beautiful guy, and he showed me this room upstairs, and I saw it, and I just went, okay, that would make an ideal theatre. So myself and two others then decided, that, well, this is what we do, we would open the theatre. Uh, specifically aimed at lunchtime theatre, and or for theatre at lunchtime, uh, more so than lunchtime theatre. We did that there for a while, uh, got to about a year and a half, about a year, and uh, unfortunately due to, let's say, uh, greed within a landlord, um, the rent and stuff started to escalate, which neither the Blounts or myself or my, or my colleagues could afford or was willing to pay, so... Uh, unfortunately, we closed. Uh, we had to close from the plough, and um, almost two years to the day later, um, the guys had al- always offered me the, the room above um, the Lanigan's Bar. And uh, after two years, I sort of, of mourning, which was still upstairs at the plough, and it did take me two years to finish that, uh, to sort of get over that, because I had invested a lot of time and effort and energy into that, and to have it whipped away was horrific. Mm. Um, so we decided that after the two years that I would I would definitely I would go and give it another shot. So we went upstairs, had a look at the space. I asked them that we'd need a couple of little things changed before I was going to try and do this, and so we did. They within two days everything was uh, as it was asked for, and they did an incredible job. And that's when we moved in, um, and so that was we're here now three years uh, on the fourth of July. Uh, 2015 and last year over the, this particular period as I'm talking to you now we were in the middle of serious renovations where we had removed uh, an old bar from the space so we were basically uh, enlarging the playing space uh, for the artists uh, both actors and designers and directors to come in we never wanted to change the, the seating arrangement of the space uh, it's still a 44 45 seater it's very intimate, um, and it's, it's very beautiful. Like it's a very like a boutique theatre, you know. And uh, so on the third of the fourth of July, twenty fifteen, we'll be here three years. That's incredible to mm. have such a sustained period of, of of putting on plays in a small space, yeah. especially in a, a country where you know the the theatre scene can be hard to make a living from yeah. and hard to get bums on seats. For part well, of it. yeah, we don't we don't uh, we, you know we don't uh, we're not we're an independent theatre company um, an independent house as such where we don't we don't go after funding. Um, we were the only theatre in the country to uh, to primarily uh, push and uh, house new writing. Um, we don't we're not a receiving house and we don't rent the space so we would ask, ask companies who wish to work in our space to come and approach us with ideas with possible plays they have to be new writing they have to premiere here 
And average, we average at about 19 to 20 plays, new plays, world premieres a year. Hmm. I suppose you know some people might think that's a, a risky strategy considering even the Abbey, the Gate, you know, put on a lot of plays that have yeah. you know a track record of, of getting bums on seats and you know the the crowds they get in for them might nece- might pay for the new material to yeah. come out. And yeah. um, you're talking about the the relationship with the pub and the owners of the pub. Um, I've just seen the the theatre there, and it looks like it's a big job. And it looks like there's a lot of expensive kit in there, so there wasn't any resistance, or uh, they were quite happy for you to to set up shop. Well, they knew what we were. They had our track record, but they knew us from when we worked in the play with them, and they knew, um, like they're very very. They're really good, close, and they're good friends, to be basically honest with you. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of trust there, and they knew what we were doing. And Maria Blount, Connor Blount, they knew what we were trying to do, and they supported us as much as they physically could, as much as they possibly could. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they knew what we weren't taking the piss, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, they supported us and continues to support us, you know, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Does it help to have kind of a symbiotic relationship with a pub that you're not just a freestanding theatre, that um, uh, the, the pub themselves will make make money off people coming in, having drinks before and oh, afterwards yeah, as well? Yeah, they're very good. It's like, you know, we, we have a great relationship with them, like on an opening night downstairs now. Um, like Lanning and Connor will, you know, he supply. We we reserve tables. He does little signs, prints off signs for the cast and crew. Reserves the stay table, supplies the bubbly, some ice, some glasses, and um, we have a very very good relationship both with both bars actually the Clifton uh, the Clifton Court, which is a lot of fundraisers for smaller companies are taking place in there because it's a terrific little um sort of cabaret stage in that in that bar and it's, it's a great mm-hmm. bar for, for that function as well as, as, as well as what they use it for themselves but um, no they've been very very good to us and a lot of companies who come here to, would use the bar because it's, it is the theatrical hole like it is the only theatrical hole in Dublin mm-hmm. where it's taken over from uh, the plough well it, the plough was you know I Des Cave who uh, your father would have known uh, he was an Abbey player mm-hmm. Uh, had not drunk in the plough for 31 years because of an argument that once happened there. Des was playing the lead in a, in a show and Tomás McKenna, who was the, an old artistic director of our National Theatre, um, had asked Des, uh, had asked the company to stay back for notes. And the company had been touring America at this stage. So Des had said, look, um, you send the lads over to the pub. I'll take their notes because he was the leading man. I'll take their notes and um, I'll feed them back to them when I get over to the bar. So McKenna released the, the company. They went over to the bar and stuff like that. So Des finished notes at about whatever time, about half ten, quarter to eleven, eleven o'clock. So if, if last orders were eleven o'clock, Des rocked in at about two minutes to eleven and was told there was no drink from, there was no pint, mm-hmm. and was told things have changed since you guys came back from the Abbey. To which Des Cave stood up and led the rebellion basically left the plough and walked over to the flowing tide and um, all the other actors followed suit so the plough became uh, went into Coventry with the Abbey actors they refused to drink there and that's when the flowing tide then became a sort of the theatrical hole for the Abbey players now not only you know when that, I know that sounds sort of like all oh, the actors won't drink there but where a place where actors drink uh, and socialise and meet and um, there's a great energy in that pub and so for instance uh, I managed to get Des back into the plough 31 years later I still have it on video <laughs> of him leaving the Abbey Bar 
crossing the road with his two kids, um, crossing the road and walking into the, the plough bar at the time and uh, ordering a pint of boomers, a large bottle of boomers. And it was like the man from Del Monte, the entire pub went quiet. And when Des drank from the glass and nodded as, as a yes, the entire bar broke up into celebration. You know? <laughs> but unfortunately, as I said, the Duke agreed on the landlord's side who owned the plough um, that all those dreams were destroyed and squashed. Um, and may he have a lovely life, uh, the landlord. But um, so what happened was that swapped. We came to here, we came to Lanigan's, and with the atmosphere and the hospitality of Connor and Maria and the staff here, um, this has now become the theatrical hole where any one point you could have, if a bomb was to go off downstairs, you'd have no shows happening in the Gate Theatre, the Gaiety Theatre, the Olympia Theatre. You'd have no films being made. You'd have no Abbey Theatre. You'd have no Abbey Theatre crew. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, they have a fantastic kitchen here. They do great deals on food. But they also look after you, you know. And so you'll find, like, downstairs now at this moment in time, there's at least two meetings happening. Like, we're upstairs now. Yeah. And we're having a meeting. Um, at one o'clock here now, there's a rehearsal starting there. They'll meet downstairs for a coffee. They'll have, might have a bit of lunch. So it's a constant in and out, you know what I mean? There's a, a constant flow of, 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 uh, of people. And that's, there's a good energy there. And at night time then, so you get lost. It's very yeah. easy to get lost downstairs. If we go back to the beginnings of your career as an actor, starting out and kind of how it came to pass that you became an artistic director, um, do you think that, that that comes out of necessity to find more work as an actor? Because you know we both know how mm. how hard it can be for for to find roles in TV, theatre, and film in, um, in Ireland. Well, the thing is, is that I always said is that is that if if you're not you know if you're working for yourself, you'll never be out of work. Mm. You know, so um, I had theatre companies when I left drama school. I had a number of different companies. Um, a company called Raw Image, which we did started. To, I started to play around with site specific work. Uh, I then opened a company called Semper Fi, where we did uh, only site-specific work, primarily. This was in the day before site-specific was even, people could spell it, do you know what I mean? Now it seems to be everywhere. It's now, it's um, a couple of companies now, you know, they have their site-specific thing and that's what they do. We were doing stuff in toilets, in the back of buildings, and <laughs> warehouses, and we were doing all of that before it became sort of trendy to do. Um, but then I had the, the idea that I always wanted, I always wanted to have my own little space that, you know, that I wasn't answering to anybody bar, a, you know, but people who I worked with, that it wasn't like a megalomaniac power trip, but it was like yeah. that I was able to do work and to be able to provide a, a work, a platform for people to do work, which I admired, that I admired in their past, that they might necessarily have funding to do it. Um, but I was able to possibly give them an opportunity to aid them to just be able to produce their work because at the end of the day it's all about the work really. So mm.
So given the, the size of the theatre, is it the kind of place where it's all hands on deck, where if you're an actor, you're not just an actor, you have to muck in with, with set design or with no, costume very, design? Very, no, 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 it's not free for all. We're very, we're very clear about, like, the companies who come in are, are companies who've been set up um, and we'd advise companies, young companies, to come in to myself and Laura Honan, uh, who is uh, my partner here and um, is, uh, you know, both of us run this space like a, you know, and a, with an iron glove, you know, we have to because we're very aware that companies, either be it young or with experience, when they come in, they have to, like any company, they have to know what they're doing. So, um, costume design and set design and stuff comes down to, you know, it's a very, it's a particular art within itself. So, it's not a free for all, you know, it's very, very specific because otherwise it becomes a, a hippie drop in, drop out center, you know. Right. Which is not something we're running, you know. We're not running a co-op here. It's a very, very clean line. Very, we we know exactly what we're doing. We've got an ethos. We've got a program, and we, you know, we're, um, we follow that with, with tooth and nail. Um, we don't take prisoners. Um, we we expect excellence, and that's what we try to achieve in our in our lives. But uh, both. Uh, but myself and Laura, that what we're trying to do is we're trying, you know, we take the company and we can show them, and we, they, you know, sometimes they teach us, you know, but you know, more times over we try and aid them to get their show uh, to the best it can be, and that is distribution of, you know, you, you've got to have uh, the different pockets of of the company who know what they're doing, otherwise it's a mess. Mm. So, it's a very it's a very strict sort of line in which. Okay, who's doing your design? What type of design? It is a small space, um, but it's a small. All it is is just a small theater. It's still a theater, mm. still functioning theater, um, but it is a small space. But it doesn't make it any different from working in the national theater. Is it? And um, is the success of the theater that you have different companies coming in every year, um, and bringing something new and fresh to it? That it's not just you know the same people coming in. Uh, do you get like a new uh, a new impetus every year that yeah. uh, that keeps well, it fresh? Well, we do have a company in residence, which we do. We we uh, we nominate one company every year. Uh, this year is a company called Fast Intent, um, which are on their second show now. They'll be due to do their second show in three weeks. Um, so with with that company, we we you know they come in. They they manage to get they get three shows with us throughout the year, and we take them under our wing and we look after them. We we you know. But with the other shows that come in, um, it is we're we're very lucky in that there is a lot of fantastic writers out there, be it male or female. Leaning towards the female side, there's a hell of a lot of good writers, you know, female writers. Um, and uh, we did a year which was we did a season which was just primarily, um, you know, women writers within theatre, and the work that was produced was just exceptional. So we're very lucky in that we do have a lot of people who approach us with some fantastic ideas and we're very lucky um, and we make that look ourselves and that we'd have a very a very tight filter process in that we run a readers group here where we get um, a couple of hundred unsolicited plays per year. With those shows that we try and do is we try and filter them down to people who have seen a show here or people that have understand what the size of the space is. They're not, they're not writing an opera mm. for the National Theatre stage when they expect to squeeze it into a 45-seat auditorium. Right. So we try and be realistic in our choices and we give them a professional reading at a table with professional actors and feedback if they need it. And then from that, 
pool of plays, we might find one or two plays that we'd like to produce ourselves as theatre upstairs, or we might find a play that we may encourage the writer, be it he or she, or a producer, be it he or she, to take that um, further, to, to develop a company around the piece of work, and then to approach us then with, uh, with the idea of doing it as a full production. So the, the choice we get, is like, they're very, very, it's a very, very interesting, we have a musical playing at the moment, um, and then the following two weeks uh, we, we, we're going to go dark for a while because we have some internal stuff that we just need to sort out before we launch into the next mm. A million plays, you know that way. So it so kind of serves as an incubation space. Very space much so, as yeah, well as yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's no. We've been lucky, you know, but you, 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 we we make our own luck as well. You know? mm. Do you think there's scope for more theatres of this kind? There's plenty of pubs with function rooms that don't get used. Yeah. I mean, they'd, they'd obviously they'd have to have a bit of an investment, but would it help the the theatre scene generally to have a lot of uh, a lot more smaller theatres to to attract well, people? In? There's some good shows out there, like you've got the Viking Theatre. Um, above uh, the sheds there in, 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 in Clontarf mm-hmm. and they do great work they're a receiving house so uh, they're like for instance they would uh, their stuff would come from Bewley's or there would be a you know a tour you know um, they would receive a lot of stuff like that but that's a good idea I believe the International Bar is about to start up again at lunchtime uh, Bewley's is now in uh, Powers Court so Powers Court is uh, uh, Bewley's at Powers Court until their renovations are right. over so Absolutely, you know what I mean? But there's very few, uh, there'd be no one like us, to mm. be honest with you, because no one is primarily doing, is only doing uh, new writing and supporting new writers. Um, like, no one is doing that. Mm. So I would say for someone, we've been here three years, and over the years we've developed a name for new writing, you know. Um, so it would take a company... Absolutely, they could try it, but I don't know whether or not the writers would trust. You know, it's again, it's a lot of gaining trust with writers, yeah. and uh, and production and production companies to you know that will you be able to do this and how you will serve this and will you still be there next week? And have you worked with writers that have had plays in here that have kind of built up a body of work in in theaters like yeah. this and been able to kind of use it as uh, yeah, to, a stepping stone and move on? Absolutely, like the plays have started here, some of the plays have traveled on. For instance, Lee Coffey's Leper and Chip, uh, which I directed uh, as the poster there, as he points to the poster above his <laughs> left shoulder. Um, but that, that transferred to the project um, uh, in Temple Park and is now transferring to the assembly rooms in Edinburgh for the Edinburgh Festival. So that has legs. There's a lot of plays. Donald O'Kelly's play started here, Alalu Fanula, that started here, and that moved on. The picture of us play started here and that moved and played the electric picnic and will possibly uh, have another life next year Stella Full of Storms started here which won then won best female best new writer at the Gay Theatre Festival and uh, that play is being picked up Petals has been um, which I directed has moved on nearly all the shows that we have here had, 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 have had life mm. or will continue to have life or the writers of the companies will continue to have life after Theatre Upstairs now, when you're showing me in around the theatre there, it's a very small space, but there's one kind of little curiosity of history, uh, the arch that you Oh, the arch, out. yeah. We, 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 under our renovations, when we were ripping out the, the bar there, uh, we discovered uh, a p- pillar wall, which then, as we hacked through the plaster of the wall, we discovered this 1960s wallpaper. And you, you go through that, you get paint, and then you come to this fabulous red brick um, wall, this old freestanding red brick pillar. 
and there was an aircon unit, air conditioning unit just above it, which I knew when I put my hand up into the side of the plaster, I could feel there was something different about the, 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 the formation of the stone, so I realised it was possibly an arch. So yeah, so I knocked it down. I got permission from the guys downstairs, and they said, yeah, knock it. So once I knocked it down, I exposed uh, uh, a pillar, and subsequently then I found a picture of Easter Monday, 1916, just after Helga, Gumboat Helga, which uh, the Brits, the British tried to, yeah, they used to try to destroy half of Dublin, but also our GPO. Um, they tried to level a path uh, to, to to blow it up, but they, they didn't get this uh, pillar because the photograph of the, the Eden Quay uh, on Easter Monday, and there is her pillar. Mm. So... I'm half afraid now if I say that to you. No, I've said it, it's how I record it, but that'll be some person from on board Tashka or something will come up and ask me and insist to put a, a glass panel around it. <laughs> it's brickwork and we are looking after it, so it's very welcome here to stay mm. untouched. And you'd mentioned that there's possible about the possibility of having a play centred around that? Yeah, we started next year. We were 16. We were already looking at shows to celebrate 16, our independence, uh, at the beginning of our independence. So, we're starting to look at um, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of writers who I'm interested in talking to. We already have one uh, show that's booked in for the first season, uh, which will be based on the Orale, uh, who was a, a very big man in the 1916 rising. Mm. So it'll start with him, and then we'll look at uh, four shorter pieces uh, surrounding this artifact, which is our pillar from 1916. Right. And um, obviously you'd be celebrating 1916 and Dublin people and Irish people would be interested in that. But would you have a lot of tourists come in? Uh, would, would that be a, a big part of your audience at all? I never... We used to have a lot... But we still have a lot of tourists who, who, who come in um, on a regular basis um, out of curiosity because they see the theatre mm. sign downstairs. And once they're in then, we, we, used to, we tend to get a lot of... The, some of the Americans off the boats tend to come in and... Um, you know, but they love the pub downstairs. They do a great Irish stew. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. they love the pub, and then they realise the theatre upstairs, and they're like, it's like, it's like candy dreams. They can't believe it. <laughs> so then they come up and see that. But I think we give, like with sixteen next year, there's going to be a lot of attention around Dublin. You know, a lot of people are going to be doing a lot of things, and we have something there that's a bit special. So we're gonna, we're, just, we're not going to try and flog it the hell out of it. We're not going to be making little, you know, memorial pillars or anything like that. <laughs> It'll be just something that we do as part of a season to yeah. celebrate 1916, but we won't be milking the shit out of it either, you know. Would you have a play that you're particularly proud of that you've worked on uh, <laughs> since, you've, since you started three years ago here? Yeah, there's a couple that spring to mind. Um, yeah, a good few plays. There's a, there isn't not one that I'm pretty proud of Leopard Ship, uh, which we did. Um, there's a lot of plays that I, that we that we've done um, that I've seen come to full fruition that were absolutely superb. Um, it's very hard. It's like when you have children, it's how do you pick your favourite? Because <laughs> you don't want to be you don't want to be picking favourites. But I'm very proud of Leopard Ship. That's 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 a good one that we did myself, and um, we had fun with that, you know. So will it be the plays coming up now in the next month or so that people that are listening to this can go and see for themselves? Well, all information is on theatreupstairs.ie. Um, and for me to start picking out names and plays would be a little bit unfair. But I would say to you, we have a really, really strong season, both male and female writers coming in now um, from uh, July. Uh, but like a very, very, very strong season. Some really, really terrific pieces of writing. 
um, to for everyone's taste. So stick to the website theatreupstairs.ie and watch the social the social networks. Great. Okay, Carl Shields, artistic director of the Theatre Upstairs. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Thank you.